before this episode starts, I want to give a special shout out to Amanda Ellis. She sent me this dope, touchy voice note, and it's it's things like this that are going to keep me going with this podcast. Check it out. Thank you so much for sharing your journey with everyone. My husband and I are going through a similar situation, and we really appreciate the information that was gathered in this podcast. You don't know how much encouragement during your experience that you've given others. So if you've not heard it already, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Listen, I am not a guru. This is no guru ish. Right, all right. Look, man, this thing is starting to get, you know, I'm starting to get more comfortable on the, on the mic. Uh, so, just work with me here. I'm new to this whole process. Uh, but what I do want to say on a serious note, um, I want to say, the inform. How can I put this? I want to say, the feedback that I received from people, um, discussing my my male infertility. Um, I want to say thank you. It means a lot to me. Uh, that took a lot for me to get out. I actually was really happy after releasing that information because I was holding it in for uh, some time. And the DMs that I got, the voice notes, I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I'm speechless. I just, it was, it was amazing. Um, and I just want to tell, you know, to the guys that are going through it, you know, I, I'm, I'm here with you. You're not alone. And the couples that hit me up saying, you know, look, we're going through the same thing. Look, y- y'all not alone. Um, and y- y'all will get through it. I definitely want to put that out there. Uh, we definitely got some other messages from people on the podcast talking about, hey, I wish you guys would have di- dove a little deeper into, like, you know, the IVF process. Um, it's kind of a blur for me because I was so excited that it worked. But me and, me and Unique was talking and, and we thought maybe we should give a, you know, like get into it a little more deeper. Um, a little, you know, a little more, re- a little recap, I would say. Nothing too crazy, but just more information so people could kind of understand the process a little bit more yeah. um, from what you remember. Um, I know one person was asking, hey, how much eggs do you have? I'm like, oh, man, dang, that's, you know, I mean, that's, could be personal, could be, could give that information out if, if you feel necessary, but. Yeah, but just a little overview, you know, it's, it's a couple of steps to the IVF process. I mean, first, obviously, you stimulate your body, your ovaries, so that your body can produce a lot of eggs. And then from there, you know, there is the egg retrieval process. And that's where you do get a certain amount of eggs. In our case, you know, we were able, thankfully, <laughs> through the grace of God, we got 17 eggs. But just because you have 17 eggs, that doesn't mean all of them are going to survive or be of good quality. Right. Um, and from that point, we had to do the fertilization process or they put you know, they had to mix the eggs with the sperm, you yes. know, to make an embryo. Right. 
Um, and from there, we actually had eight embryos. So that's what we currently have, our eight. You know, we used one um, to obviously have our son. Yes, uh -huh. yes. And it was successful on our first try. Yes, sir. But, um, and another thing with the embryo, they have to be frozen after, right. you know, because you want to store them. You don't have to, but obviously you would want to. Um, is that a cost? Do we, do we pay? Yeah, that's another fee. That was a thousand dollars. Yeah, and that's um, not insured or anything no, no, like that. No, no, that's out of pocket. That's something that you have to pay on your own. Um, right. And you have to pay to keep it. You know, keep it frozen. Keep it in storage. So yeah. we have to pay. You know, we had the option to pay monthly or to pay annually, and we just we did it annually. Yeah. When you break it down, I know I can't. I don't have the numbers off the top of my head. I know, you know, you're looking between, you know, twenty to thirty thousand. Um, could be a little less. I'm not too sure. Yeah, um, a little bit more. It just depends on, you know, what your situation is with the doctor. Right. Um, do do the, you know, I'm I'm blessed to have a job to actually cover it. So um, that was a blessing because some people don't have that luxury. Um, and another good thing about my job's insurance is that. If, if this process did not work, they would have covered the next process again. The next cycle. The next cycle. So I'm not sure how many tries I, I would be able, we would be able to have, but you know, you would have to check with your insurance. You know, if you work a job, um, I'm not sure if you're an entrepreneur and you have your own insurance. I'm not sure how that process looks like as far as money is concerned. But there's some things we didn't really touch on, right? Because, okay, we were living in the, in our investment property, right? Yeah. Let's, let's clear that up. The two family that we were living in, we, we purchased the investment property, yeah. right? Um, everything was good, but we obviously realized we wanted to move into a bigger space, right? We yeah. want a bigger family, so we're planning in our head. Mm -hmm. All right, cool. And we were trying to sacrifice, too. Right. He had to put that in me to sacrifice. So, all right. So now we're like, we're planning IVF. Mm -hmm. We're in the two family. But mm -hmm. then we get, we had the first floor rented out. Yeah. But then we live near a private school. Yeah. So we got a call from a guy in Chicago saying, look, my son has nowhere to stay on campus. Because it's COVID. They weren't letting the kids stay on campus. Right. Um, and I saw that it was, it was like the old listing from the from the tenants who lived in the first floor. I don't know. He she shot a shot. He said, "Is there? Do you guys have any properties?" Mm -hmm. We looked at each other like, "Hmm, we could probably let him stay where we are." Yeah. And then move back in to my mother's house. Mm -hmm. We discussed it. I don't know. Most women, to me, <laughs> my supervisor was like, "Man, how'd you get? How'd how I get you to do that?" I don't even know. I'm like, you know what? It makes sense. And then I'm like, I'm going to put my faith in my husband. See? That's really what it was. Let me lead, right? Let him lead. Let me lead. It mm -hmm. took me long enough. <laughs> anyway, went back to my mom's basement. Mm -hmm. Basement now. Me, you, Aaliyah. And going through IVF. Mm -hmm. In the process of that, I purchased another duplex mm -hmm. in East Hartford. Yeah. And... Okay, so we had two properties and we living in my mom's basement. So I'm like, all right, we could save some money because I'm not, at this point, I do know that my insurance is going to pay for it. Yeah. But, yo, I'm about to have a child, possibly. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I need, we need money to yeah. save. Yeah. 
and we need money for our the single family house because you told me <laughs> we wasn't gonna be in my mother's we basement with this baby. No, nope. So that made me work extra hard. Mm-hmm. So the property in East Hartford, tenants started having problems with them. And they wasn't listening to the boy because I was young. Mm-hmm. They thought they could take advantage. That's a whole nother story. And the market, you, you, y'all you see how the market is. The market jumped up there. Yeah, we looked. I saw the market, talked to my boy Pete like, yo, I think I could sell my property. No, I know you can't. And then I saw a property along the way, like mm-hmm. literally on the same street, sell for a high amount, mm-hmm. same comps. Mm-hmm. I said, you know what? Let's throw the house on the market. I don't even got time for this. A realtor. Right. So. so, yeah, you put the house on the market. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, we could take that money and purchase our single family home. But the thing was, it was kind of hard to sell the property for some strange reason. <laughs> and, oh, because the tenants were sabotaging me. Mm-hmm. It was So that was another story. Mm-hmm. And then we had to find a house simultaneously doing all this while you're at IVF. Mm-hmm. It, it was the craziest thing. I... I it was beyond stressful. Yeah. So I'm looking, I'm looking for a single family house, looking, looking, looking. Mm-hmm. I'm driving, looking for houses where the grass is high. Yeah. All that. And we noticed like a house where it looked like it was a little bit distressed. Right. You know, we've been watching it for a while because he actually tried to buy it like four years ago. Right. And then we noticed like, you know, no one is living there. Their grass is high. Yep. Yep. They're not mowing their lawn. They're not um plowing with the snow so look man we we kept driving by Mm -hmm. and then you know we called nobody picked up because you know we found information you know we was doing a little bit of stalking no no but that's (laughs) what you do right yeah i call it creative investing right Mm -hmm. you don't go to zillow no you don't go to realtor.com like Mm -mm. you can go to the town yeah we we pulled up the records pulled up the records seen that they have a foreclosure pending yep we pulled up the you know the house in court information. Yep. We seen the case. Yep, you did all that. And I'm like, all right, if I ever see her outside, yep. I just gotta talk to you gotta her. Gotta try. And sure enough, yep. one day we drove by yep. and she was outside with boxes. Yep. And I'm like, oh, you were like, yo, there she is. Right, you gotta do I'm it. I'm nervous, but she's like, you gotta do it. You gotta go talk to her. So I'm like, man, I'm thinking of my son. Mm-hmm. All this is on the line. So, you know what I was thinking? I said, all right, you were pregnant at the time. Right? Yes. So I had, it was you, Aaliyah, and the dog in the car. Mm-hmm. I walked up to the woman. You know, I got braids and stuff. This, uh, this is this is a, a I, don't, I don't know what, I don't want to, this yeah. is a white woman. Yeah. This is a white woman, so I didn't want to scare her. Intimidate her. Intimidate yeah. her. You know, I'm walking up to her property. I have black dude. She has no reason to even, mm-hmm. you know, well, who is this guy? Mm-hmm. I said, look, ma'am. You know, I don't mean to bother you, but I'm really looking for a house. And I see that, no disrespect, this house is under foreclosure. Would you like to sell me this property? And she, and then I said, look, there goes my wife, <laughs> my daughter, and my daughter in the car. Y'all waved uh, on mm-hmm, cue. Mm-hmm. She looked at y'all, and then she looked at me, and she was like, you know, you're like the 50th person to ask me this. You know, mm-hmm. she was getting letters and stuff, but she was like, something about you makes me want to help you. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, I can't because it's going under foreclosure, but if I could, I, I, sh- 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 
I told her right there. I was like, nope. Stop. We about to make this contract. We about to make this contract right now. Right, buddy? Mm-hmm. So we made that contract because you can do this now. Made the contract between me and her. Mm-hmm. Get the lawyers involved. Yep. Long story short, purchase the house that I'm in right now mm-hmm. before my son was born. Mm-hmm. Had a beautiful baby shower. Mm-hmm. And, and, and we're here. But I definitely want to touch on that part. Mm-hmm. I, I could not forget that because that led to a lot of stress. <laughs> it did. That led to a lot of stress it because did. I I don't know, man. I don't know if you're looking at me the same if, if I ain't purchased this house. Yeah. And we still in my mom's basement. No. We, we couldn't have done that. Yeah. It wouldn't have worked. So what I want to say, you know, with that being said, is like anything is possible. Like our, our story is just... So many, so many facets to our story, to our journey, literally. Yeah. We done been through so many hurdles. Hurdles, yeah, man. And I, you know, thank you for letting me, thank you for believing in my plan. Because mm-hmm. if you didn't, I, I just don't know what the outcome would have been, mm-hmm. you know? And, um, yeah, man, I just want to tell people out there, you just be relentless and you, you do your homework and you keep the faith. Yes. Anything is possible, right, buddy? But on on another note, I kind of wanted to talk to you about you know the birthing experience mm-hmm. of AJ um, compared to Aaliyah, your first daughter. Yeah. So I mean, I know you basically told me the first, you know, the first. I mean. Um... So for me, my first birth experience, you know, I was very young. I was a teenager um, and I didn't have so much knowledge like as I do now about birth and labor, different strategies that you can use. I I didn't have any of that information. So I was young um, in high school. I just, I think I was ignorant to what labor and birth actually was. So going into the situation, um, being that I was so young, I think that kind of played against me in regards to like doctors. So not to say that I was intimidated, but I basically, you know, I leaned on them to basically determine what I needed to do. Right. You know, I'm, I'm assuming that they're medical professionals. They know what they're talking about. And I, my first pregnancy and my birth ended in a C-section. I mean, I was induced, so I knew I was going to have a C-section. Right. Um, and even to this day, when I talk to any medical professional, any doctors, uh, they're like, why did you have a C-section? And, you know, I told them the reason why. And then they're like, that's not a, that's not a reason to have a C-section. So having that mindset, you know, knowing that I went through that process, um, I knew for this birth, birth of my son, that I, I wanted to have full control. I didn't want to be swayed any which way. You know, I wanted to have that full control and all the knowledge so that I could make an informed decision on what I wanted for my labor and my birth experience. So that was the number one reason why I, you know, I wanted to have a doula. Right. Uh, straight to it. That really was my number one reason. And with the black maternal death rate, that was another thing and not trusting, you know, medical professionals who don't look like me. So I wanted to make sure 
I had the best interest, you know, going forward. You know, that's that's really what it was. I wanted to make sure. Of course, I don't want anything bad to happen during my birth experience. So I needed to have people around me advocating for me, and and that's why we got the doula. I wanted to make sure that Anthony was informed, so that if anything seemed like it was going wrong, he needed to make sure he was on it. Right. When 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 you were <clears throat> the first experience. Can you remember the people that were with you, or was it just you? Did you pick? Oh, you are you talking about accompanying me during? Yeah, it? accompanying you, right? No, so for that late for that birth, um, no one. It could it was only one person. You know, my daughter's father. He he accompanied. And, but when I was in the surgery room, no one could be there. I was on the table by myself. You know, I remember the operating table because I got the epidural. I was numb from the waist down. Right. Um, couldn't move, so I was on the operating table, and I was just surrounded by doctors. Yeah. He came in. They allowed him to come in afterward. But, you know, it's a, it's a scary process. You know, I was a kid myself, so that in itself was a lot to deal with um, and, and traumatic, you know. So. so now, like, with that being said, now we're having Whitley mm-hmm. and the doula, like, this AJ being born, let's 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 take it to when you know you because you got induced during his birth. Too. Well, yeah. So I mean, for his um, for my pregnancy, we didn't have any complications. We didn't have any trouble at all. Um, but I I got to the 40, 40 weeks mark, and there was no signs that he was coming. Right. You know, so we. We, we made it to 41 weeks, and we decided, let's just get induced, you know? Right, right. Um, Whitley, you know, she was on board, and she knew that I wanted everything to pretty much happen naturally. But I, at that point, we were like, okay, let's let's get induced. So right. we went in, say, a Thursday. Um, but let's rewind, though. Uh-huh. The, the important part with Whitley, the, our doula, was like, she kind of gave me an idea of what Plotosin is. Oh, yeah. Um, she kind of prepared me. Our birth me. education yeah, classes. She, yeah, yep. these birth education classes, I was like a trained army vet ready yeah. for war when so it came to in these this, doctors. In this situation, you know, we kind of knew some of the terminology. We knew some of the things that can happen. So if you're at the hospital and this happens, we know that, okay, they might ask you to do Pertosin. Right. Uh, and, and we know that once you get into that hospital, you can't leave. And, and now the medical professionals are kind of like on a time schedule. Right. And they kind of right. want to rush everything, you know? Mm-hmm. They want it, not rush, but they want the birth to move along. Right. Mm-hmm. So the, the beauty of that was that, you know, besides me being super nervous, because I don't know why, like I said, I was thinking so negative, um, which I apologize for that. But, um... I, I was ready. So, you know, we get to the hospital, and I don't know. I don't know why I thought he was going to come so fast, but this dude was just hanging out. He wasn't out. ready. Yeah, he wasn't ready. He was, <laughs> he, just, was, he was trying to bake in there. Yeah, he was just hanging out, and, you know, like a day went by, and they're like, oh, this is normal, you know. Mm-hmm. But then the second day went by, and I'm like, okay. But, you know... The difference was, you know, I was there, Whitley was there, we, we set the vibe, you know, I, we had music playing, mm-hmm. um, candles. candles lit, you fake know, candles. fake candles, but you know, the ambiance was nice. Um, it felt like at home. Mm-hmm. And, and the nurses at UConn, mm-hmm. they were great. A specific nurse by the name of Carrie. I'm never gonna forget her. Yeah. 
because um, she was kind of on board with like, you know, she was like, oh, you know, I worked with, with our birth plan. Um, Carrie was a big help. But uh, I do remember, you know, you in some pain and you and you couldn't handle it after a while. And, um, so, you know, you had to so get that epidural. For us, you know, they had to, we used Pitocin. Right. Right? So that, because I wasn't contracting naturally on right. my own. I wasn't contracting at all, really. I was like two centimeters dilated for that entire time, uh, if that, you know. Um, so we decided to go that route. Yeah. Uh, and when I would get, you know, when they would increase the Pitocin, it would increase the trend, um, contractions, but at the same time, his heart rate would drop. So the doctors were getting concerned. They were getting really concerned. Um, and they kept coming in trying to say, you know, you should just do the C-section. You should just get the epidural right yep, now. Right you now. should just do it. Yep, and then we're yep. like, no, no, we want to, you know, we want to... S- hold faith and stick to our plan and we were in you know Whitley was there and she was reassuring us like you know I've been through something like this let's just keep trying right. you know wait it out let's wait it out you know she had that experience that expertise you know to keep us calm and you know so that we can make a, a informed decision not just go off of what the doctors are saying right you know and when the Pitocin was being turned down like I said in the episode before then his heart rate would get back to normal right and but when it was up it was it was going mm-hmm. um but like when we fast forward right so did they um what did they, well eventually the pitocin started to work mm-hmm. and then well um we had to do they had to they, went, they put something they had to break my water yes that's they what bro- happened right, right. because the thing was his head wasn't his head was in the right he wasn't you know, breached or anything, but his, it wasn't dropping down, Right. you know, for him to eventually, you know, come out. So that, that was sort of was once they popped my, um, yeah, they burst the water. I know I'm I'm trying to think. (laughs) I'm sorry. It's so, it seems so, it's so far away. It's so much didn't happen since then. It's like blurry, but, um, yes, they had to break my water. That's what I was trying to say. And then, um, then things started to move along a little bit more and, and then I couldn't endure the pain anymore. Right. I tried to go as long as possible without getting the epidural, but then it, it just wasn't happening. So, you know, I got it and... They tried to kick me out the room, but I told them, no, I need to watch you put this needle in her back. Yeah. I'm not leaving. Yeah. So that's another thing, right? Mm-hmm. The fact that I was there still, you know? Right. It, to me, it still makes a difference. Mm-hmm. Um, but you still felt pain. You still felt your yeah, legs, though. Oh, oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. It, yeah. But, but regardless of the fact mm-hmm. that, you know, you started doing exercises. Mm-hmm. You know, our doula had, us, had you doing exercises and stuff. But if we kind of fast forward to yeah. now you time, time, it's time to push. Yeah. Um, you were on your side. And I well, I want to note though, you know, it took us a long time to get to the point with me having to push. Like, let's not just negate that. It took a long time. We were there, let's say Thursday. We were there for a total of three days. Yeah. So it took a long time. It wasn't just the oh, get Pitocin, get epidural, then push. It it didn't happen like that. It was very stressful, and he he noted that. 
he was in a bad state of mind. He really was. Um, me and Whitley, we noticed, we kind of locked eyes and you know, we noticed that he wasn't there. Yeah. Like he was rambling on about random things and we're like, okay. Like, and then Whitley was like, you just need to go. You need to get out of the room. Yeah. Because the energy is off. You know, so yeah. it, it was, it, it, at a certain point, it got it got scary, you know, because the doctors were coming in, they were telling us what could go wrong. Yeah. And they were nervous. Yeah, and, and I think that's what messed me up a little bit, right? You look at a doctor's face, and I saw the look of concern. Mm -hmm. So I immediately thought the worst. And um, as a man, like I was saying, you want something so bad. And then, you know, I knew I had a son. I was just so anxious. Um, so I just wanted it to work. And I was just like, what if this doesn't work? Mm -hmm. I was scared. And so I was, I don't know, I was just in my head. But when I went out, they, when they kicked me out, um, you know, I walked around for a little bit. And I, I got, I had time to clear my head. And I was just praying, like, you know what? God, it's in God's hands. I just let God do his thing. Because it literally was out of my hands. Mm -hmm. So I prayed on it. I came back. And even still, I might have, I don't know if y'all still caught it, but I still had negative thoughts. Mm -hmm. But I didn't show it as much. I was just, you know, hoping. So, um, yeah, um, it, 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 took, it took some days. And when you did get to the pushing part. When I got... You know, I was finally, which was a big achievement. I was like 10 centimeters dilated. And at that point, I could, it was a different kind of pain. Right. right. <laughs> and anybody asked me, they're like, how, how was the pain? I'm like, all right, the contractions, I, I have a high tolerance of, for pain. Right. So they weren't that bad. But when you get to 10 centimeters, that pain is different. I don't right. even know how to explain it. It's, all I can say is different. Right, right, right. I <laughs> like, I knew... Oh, I gotta push now. Right. Like it's like in instinct. Like you know, like right. this is this time. It's time to push. Right. <laughs> so when we got to that point, um, again, the doctors came in and and you know I had my breathing. Uh, Whitley had told me how or showed me breathing techniques. So I mean that first push when I we did it. Yeah. You know. His heart rate dropped. Yep. His heart rate. Completely dropped. Yep. To a point where it was the doctor called the newborn or the neonatal doctors. I right, mean. right. I mean, at one point I looked up and I see 10 doctors in the room. Yep. And trying to keep my cool was extra hard during that point because mm -hmm. they all had like a concern on their face. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I didn't know, you know, at that point what was going on until the doctor said, I need you to really push yeah. and I need you, your push, your pushing to be like more successful. Right. Because I think I was like catching my breath and right, right. You were like, pushing and then like after the push, you would breathe like it. His head would go I back. would watch his head go right back up mm. and I'm like, oh man, I'm, and I'm telling you not to do that. And then obviously you want to argue with me. You can just hold it like that. You want to argue with me in front of doctors. Oh, I know what I'm doing. I'm like, all right, we're not going to do this right now. Like, not now. Like, yo, this is not... All right, cool. I let her get it, right? Oh, Anthony, shut your mouth. Let her... All right, cool. But, uh, yeah, you were on your side. Yeah. And then I remember the doctor, like, oh, you should get on your back. And we're just like, no. Like, we don't... We don't One of the back. doctors. But Carrie, 
a doctor at um, UConn, the nurse. The nurse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sorry. She was there, involved. All for you being on your side. And or, Whitley too. And with, of course, Whitley was down with it because this was Whitley's idea from the jump. Yeah. And um, you pushed, you pushed, you pushed for maybe about half an hour. Yeah, it was like thirty minutes. Yeah. And I know, you know, your your goal was to have a baby like this naturally or by pushing that's true because and 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 good thing you brought that up because a lot of people think that once you have a c-section that's it like you can't have a vaginal birth so that was my goal from 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 jump like i wanted to have a vaginal birth because i felt like i didn't have that opportunity first time go around you know so yeah and and it happened you know november 20th yeah. One thirty-four a.m. Mm-hmm. This little chubby guy was born, man, <laughs> and that 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 was it, man. The IVF was successful. Yeah. Um, and even the doctors and the nurses in the facility were shocked. Oh yeah, we were like the talk of the of the labor and delivery. Yeah, they were <laughs> Everybody, shocked because, like we said, you know, the doctors were concerned. Like they kept coming in saying that we we need to do a C-section. Right. Like they really were saying that. And we were just like, no. you know, we stuck to our guns. We were like, no, we want to try every avenue before we do that. Yeah, and um, and that's the benefit of knowing what you want before you yeah. go to the hospital. Like uh, exactly because, for like I said, first time I had my daughter, you know, I didn't have all these tools, this information, and I feel like anything yeah. happened. You right. know, it, whatever they wanted to happen happened, not necessarily what I wanted to happen. Right. And uh, he was born, and mm-hmm. you know he was born like six pounds. Uh, oh, ten, I, yeah, he was. I don't know. They made it seem like my my little man was underweight, but no, it's because he was a week over his due date. Yeah, whatever, man. But you know they monitored him right? a little bit, but um, yeah, that's okay. In the end, that's okay. Everything worked. Yes, through the graces of God, and I, and I'm, I just wanted to kind of ask you about your birth experience, you know, and I want to know how other people's birth experiences are, you know, or were, you know, because I think that's something, you know, black women need to really discuss mm-hmm. because you could compare your birth experience with, you know, without the doula, you, you have a comparison and I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure you would say a midwife or a doula would be very beneficial. I, yeah, I, I do think so. I think going into... Um, such a high stressful situation, having as many tools and as many people advocating for you as possible, I think that's the way to go, whether that's through a midwife or through a doula. I mean, um, yeah, I would, I would recommend it to anyone. And definitely being a father, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, For me. Because I feel like the doula, the doula role in the, the educational classes are mainly for the first-time parents, but for sure for the father because she's equipping him with the tools to advocate for your partner. That's really what it is because in in labor, I'm in a different frame of mind. Like, I'm just, you know, I have anxiety, my own anxiety, and I'm just trying to make sure that, you know, I'm as safe as possible. So having him there advocating for me, knowing what we both want, that was real important, and I, I give props to Whitley for that, you know, her birth education classes. Yeah. Um, and I want to say, you know, because, you know, there's, there might be some women who are not educated on it either. Well, that too. Yeah. You know? First time, first time mothers, you know. Yeah. They might, they might have the same amount of education as me. 
But I just want to say, you know, watching you do that was literally the most amazing thing I have ever seen in my entire life. Ever. Yep. And it probably will be. <laughs> yeah, it probably will be. Um, but yeah, um, I'm, I'm glad we were able to dive deep into that. Yeah, hopefully, you know, this was helpful. Um, again, our heart, my heart goes out to anybody experiencing infertility. Um, it's a tough process, but you guys can make it through. It is. And um, listen, don't don't feel like you can't talk about it. Um, I, I, did, I did not go to a therapist because people would ask, hey, did you seek therapy? I did not. I plan on going because it's, it's still, it just hit me like, man, like the reason why I kind of came out and told the world that because one day I was just sitting here chilling and then I realized, yo, I went through something traumatic, mm -hmm. yo. Like it, it really messed with my brain. So I do feel like I need to, you know, I am going to go. And um, I did. Guys, this is a breastfed baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, that's all good. And at, and at this point, you know, I, I'll keep you updated. It's just about me finding one. Um, and, y'all, if y'all have, if y'all have, you know, recommendations of therapists out there. I know one, by the way. But I don't know if you should go to a therapist that's your friend. I, I, I'm not sure. How that works, you know. Mm -hmm. Shout out to my homegirl Brittany, but um, I don't know. I don't know how that works. But um, what I do want to say is, I want to thank y'all for tuning in. Mm -hmm. Um, a lot of people been tuning in. Yeah. Um, so I got I got this series going. You know, I want to I want to talk about this right now. I got other things I want to talk about, but right now this is the main thing I want to talk about. And you know, with something I. I got to start it. You know, people are like, oh, Yo, you got to start like a little slogan or a phrase or something. So I got you. Here it is right here. All right. This is it. This is going to be the no guru ish slogan at the end of every episode. You ready? What you think it is? <laughs> All right. Listen, it's passion plus curiosity is greater than intelligence. How you like that? You like that, right? Passion plus curiosity, right? You passionate about something. You curious about it. Just like this whole thing right here. It beats intelligence. You're not feeling it, but guess what? Y'all gonna be saying that real soon. We gonna call that the passion formula. Passion plus curiosity is greater than intelligence. And with that, this is no guru, it's your boy Anthony Wayne. This is Unique, and we out of here.